Warning, this episode can be very triggering for some, so please proceed with caution. We talk about rape, sexual abuse, mental abuse, and manipulation. What's up, everybody? It's Naime with Digging In with Naime. I am honored to be on here. I have so annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) I have my best friend Kim, who will be joining me today. I first want to talk about we we are still in quarantine. Arizona is beginning to open up a little bit, which is you know interesting. Actually, trying to process it all and how I feel about it and what my steps will be, especially because while things are opening up, my job hasn't necessarily opened, so I'm not working. But God is good because he's providing in mm-hmm. in ways that is just it's crazy. So I appreciate it. I am currently reading, and I would have finished the book today, but I actually borrowed it from the library, digital library, for 10p, and they took it back. So I need it. I literally had like a last chapter, so I actually need to go tonight, get it, and finish the book. But it's Good God, Gay Girl by Jackie Hill Perry. And it, it is an interesting read. She's very, very intelligent and she's very wise. I truly believe that she chooses her words carefully. And the book is good. And when I'm thinking about it now, like there, there obviously is a, like it's chronological order technically, right? From like her, her childhood to adult. She talks about marrying Preston and what that looked like. And then and now that she gives some life application for people who are dealing with same-sex attraction is what she calls it she really paints the picture of god being perfect and as the god of all and god period and i think she does a really good point at bringing in the biblical principles and scriptures and then she also does a really good point at painting this as her experience so not as an overall experience of the gay experience or anything like that like just this is her experience because she does go in a lot about her herself. But I've, I'm enjoying it. But it's something just feels disconnected to me. Mm-hmm. And it also could be that like I'm not dealing with this, maybe. So maybe I don't... I don't know. I don't know. It's a good book, though. I think she, she has a way with words, so... Kim is really more so leading the, the conversation. She recently just watched Surviving R. Kelly. She recently just watched both documentaries. I only saw half of the second one. But I saw the first one in 2019 when it first came out. So with that being said, Kim, take the lead. (laughs) A little background. Being a 90s kid, growing up in the early 2000s, all of that, R. Kelly's a big deal. He's a very, 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 very big deal, at least within the black culture. Again, I'm only speaking within black culture because that's all that I know. I don't know how he was perceived in with other races and things like that. But I know for us in the black culture, his music is iconic. That's just what it is. Like, any wedding that you go to, any graduation, like, they're going to be playing some. Either, I believe I can plot. Like, Space Jam was our our life, okay, (laughs) in the 90s. So, that song alone, you we would literally watch that movie to hear that song. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it, it was just such, such a big deal. Now, also being a kid, though, I was in a sheltered home. In the idea of, I didn't know that intricacies of like the cases we would hear of like I knew oh R. Kelly's in trouble for stuff 
I never knew to the extent of what it is. Him marrying Aaliyah, I didn't think that was a problem. I didn't know nothing about that. I didn't know she was 15 years old. Then you had the, the whole instance of him peeing on the, the little girl. In my head, in my young, childish, naive mind, because we saw it on the Boondocks and we saw it on like Dave Chappelle's show, like of people making fun of it, I thought this man like accidentally peed on somebody. Like I had no. And I also I, thought it was at a concert. I remember yes, when that happened. Yes. I didn't know there was a video. I didn't know it was I a whole sex tape yeah. with a 14 year old girl. I thought it was a joke because that's what it was made to be in the eyes of the media. Like on everything, it was like a, a punchline, if you will. Uh, of him peeing on this girl like I didn't know this was like a sexual act of of any sort like I, I just had no idea I had no idea there was a tape out and the idea of being a naive child like I'm not looking at it in the idea of age ain't nothing but a number you're 15 years old this is a grown man who's in his 20s bro I'm not I'm not connecting the two okay and the idea of music-wise, that was always around me. So I'm like, R. Kelly's great, man. Like, he's just awesome. His music's phenomenal. Like, he's a musical genius. But then as I got older, and the more and more, like, the, the jokes would go out about him, again, not necessarily paying attention to the actual stories themselves, just the jokes that are being made about him. It was like a Michael Jackson at that point. And I think we can all attest to that. At one point... Everything was a joke about Michael Jackson. And the same with Whitney Houston. Everybody, crack is whack. Like, that was a thing. It's a punchline. Instead of actually taking a look into the lens, like, oh my goodness, this is something she seriously struggles with. She She's addicted to cocaine. And so we, we tend to separate, like, the actual thing that's going on for a joke. And so that's how I perceived the R. Kelly situation. I was like, but he makes good music, so it's whatever. But what I remember specifically when I was like, yo, R. Kelly is that dude, was when Trapped in the Closet came out. That, I remember the specific day. Yeah, because I remember day, you make such a big deal. And I'm yes, like, the specific day that I heard it, I was like, this is the dopest thing ever. Like, how is this man taking a story like, just telling an entire story through a song and then have a video to go along with it. Like, I compared it to, like, how Michael Jackson used to make um, music videos, but they were, like, movies. That's exactly how I, I, I thought of it. And I just thought it was the dopest thing. Nobody during this time was doing that. I was a teenager. Uh, I was like, this is just so cool. And, and from that point on, I was like, I'm riding for this dude. Like, he's dope. Okay. My mistake. Fast forward to as as he gets older, of course he you have I'm a flirt remixes, I'm a flirt, all of that good songs. But then you also have like his iconic like heartfelt songs, the Step in the Name of Love, one that really resonated with me. I had a cousin that passed away at a very young age, and he he liked R. Kelly. But one of the songs that we played at his funeral was I Wish, which whenever I heard that song, I would begin to cry. So I had this emotional attachment to this song. Because I'm like, I think of my cousin, like, again, growing up with artists, we perceive them like we, we feel this connection to them. Like we've never, we've never met them like that on that level, but you still, their, their art stays with you in that idea. So you never want to believe anything that's too awful about them, or you want to at least try and separate the artist from the art. That was, that was my biggest thing for the longest time. So then going into college. I went to school in Chicago and if anybody knows 
Chicago love them some R. Kelly. Like, <laughs> they love them some R. Kelly. So that that's a big, big thing out there. At least at the time. I Again, I, I haven't lived there in a few years. Like, so I'm sure the atmosphere has changed now. But at, at the time that I was there, like, that, that was that dude. With him being his statue and who, who, who he is, he continued to, to make hit after hit after hit. I mean, that's just, that's just what it was. <laughs> but transgressing, when all of this came out with the sex cult thing, okay, we all heard, what's up? What do you mean when all this came out? Because technically all this had No, 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 no. I mean, when it hit TMZ, when it hit, it was in our face. There was a point in time, you know what I mean, in 2015 or 16, where it just all came to light. Which really, really brought everyone's attention. Like, whoa, this dude, this might be a little bit deeper than him just being around a whole bunch of girls or fooling a lot of women. And so I remember thinking, I'm like, eh, we, okay, he, he likes women. We all knew this. Like, this isn't nothing new. Not a big deal. In my mind, that's how I thought. And so I was just like, okay, I'm keep going about my business. Not affecting me, right? But then, 2018 is when those two girls, because I, I, I watched TMZ, those two girls came out, uh, Jocelyn and Azrael, and they, they were saying, like, no, we're not being held captive, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is weird. And I was like, but you know what? I'm not going to pay attention to none of that. It's whatever. I didn't pay it any mind. 2019, Surviving R. Kelly comes out. And everybody's talking about it. I watched it. Everybody's talking about it. And everyone's like, can you go watch it? I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, because I'm like, if he's, let him do, like, if he's weird, whatever. Like, and, and honestly, I feel so stupid because I literally was like, no, you got to separate the art from the artist. You, you just have to. Like, he's a, he's a lyrical genius. He's like a Kanye. Like, Kanye's crazy, but Kanye, he has come up with some ridiculous stuff. Whatever. I was never defending this man. I was never outright like, no, he ain't do nothing. No, no, no. I knew there was something wrong. I just didn't know to the extent. Being bored in, in quarantine, I finally watch after i continually said you should watch it yes multiple multiple people yes told me about me though multiple people said to to watch it so i was like you know what fine whatever let's let's give this a go and when i tell you guys i felt sick to my stomach the naivety of 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 me just not realizing how serious these things were how terrible these things were, how manipulative. Even just thinking about it, like I, 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 I'm so upset with myself in the idea that I was out here like, no, but his, his music, no, 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 no. It's, it's cool. Like it's, it's whatever. Cause he's, he's who he is, right? He's written for some of the greats. Whitney Houston, my girl, he used to write for Whitney all the time. Like, and you never want, again, it's that mentality of you never want to hear about, about people that you feel that you have a connection with like or, or, or know with, because of their art. Watching the documentary, a lot of things came to light. A lot of things that I have not, did not know or had not known. Which if you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend it. It's quite eye-opening. Um, but showing from, from the beginning of this video, they start with 
R. Kelly's younger self, his past, the things that he's been through, which he has been through quite, quite a lot. You can't negate that. Which in most cases, people who deal with like molestation and things like that, they end up become, they end up becoming abusers themselves after being being victims. Which we we hear this all the time, or at least we hear it now more often. He took it to a whole other level, and so when we're hearing the descriptions of this fourteen year old little girl, fourteen, y'all, this man was on a whole tape messing around with this child because that is exactly what she was a child he was acquitted he was literally acquitted with several jurors several witnesses several people who have said that this man has done this previously he was acquitted and he was acquitted because of his status. But more so, he was acquitted because it was a black little girl that nobody cares about. Had her name been Sally Sue, it would have been a far bigger deal than it was. Then, watching the documentary, you see that there's a pattern of his victims you've noticed they're all coming from broken homes most of them are out on their own or trying to be on the street most of them were had some type of relationship issue with a parent whether it's a mother or whether whether it was a father and like he he preyed on that like he start which is what a predator does like he started off being nice um started off being caring of course which to anyone who's never had that they're gonna perceive that as oh this is love right not so and the biggest thing that he 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 used would say the in the idea of big brother like everybody needs a big brother blah 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 and then he would use that to his advantage now fast forward and skipping to get to the main point of this i wanted to give a background story, but to get to the main point, all of his abusers were young black girls. I'll say most of his abusers, because there were a couple of Latina women that were involved as well. I didn't see any other, other race, so I, I'm not saying that that did not happen, but he had a consistent flow of what he was looking for, and that's problematic. And because it's problematic because it went on for 30 years. 30 years, y'all. Not five, not 10, 30 years. This man was out here hurting children because that's what they were, children, and got away with it. In, in, in a world where this is frowned upon, this is looked down upon, like you can't do this. If it was anyone else, we would be looking like, what is going on? But because he is who he is, it made it okay. The, so okay in the fact that people saw the video and because he said it wasn't him, they acquitted him. 
although his name is said multiple times, although he has the gold plaques in the background apparently, although there's witnesses saying that they know this girl, this man was still acquitted. And the reason that was, was because they were black little girls. And unfortunately, society doesn't, no, no, they don't, they don't care about us. Unfortunately, that's the, that's the sad, sad truth. That's the reality. I know some people might not agree, but that is, is the reality of things. Because Naime, would this happen for, there were 70 cases that were filed, filed and either paid out or closed. Now, in what world, if these were it wouldn't, all it wouldn't happen little any, white girls? It wouldn't girls. happen anywhere. And I, and I think, to the point to, for the ones who, for the cases that were closed out, or the cases that were paid, I think, especially when they're younger girls, mm -hmm. you have a parent and or a guardian who is choosing really making the decisions on mm -hmm. where this leads and there I can imagine a parent guardian or even a child thinking like I don't want to have to put myself through this so I, I write that that's a lot but however I can also see like this quiet voice telling you that the money equals okay mm -hmm. that it's not worth it mm -hmm. but the money's okay the money can cope can make her feel better. We can get her therapy. Again, from a parent's point of view. I'm not a parent, but I'm saying like a, a guardian seeing like, as long as she, 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 she'll be fine with this. And again, I think that's, that's, that is a consistent thing that we undervalue black women. Mm -hmm. We undervalue black girls. Mm -hmm. To me, again, I have not been in that situation like mm -hmm. that. However, there's no money that can remedy that. At all? I had a small encounter with something and had nightmares for weeks mm -hmm. thinking if I was attacked like this this is how, like you know what I'm saying and so I can imagine the trauma that these girls right still not having a full understanding are enduring and have endured so no money is set on that but again I think that goes back to to this was undervalue mm -hmm. absolutely yeah, there's no money none that, none like there's like, Absolutely if I'm suing somebody in a case like this, I don't want your money. Watching that documentary, the second half, which I really think you should finish, but a lot of them were talking about the backlash that they received from people that are like, oh, they're just gold diggers, or oh, they're just looking for money. And they're like, that's not the case at all. Like, I don't want a thing from him. They don't I want my nothing. story to be told. Yeah, because they didn't get anything. It's not, not like them all. doing the documentary, they got paid off. Right, they didn't get right, right, nothing. right. And so, and, and that's the biggest thing that they're, they're trying to push across. Like, no, one of the girls... Her story, I'm trying to remember specifically who it was, but she said that she was trying to take him to, to federal court for, for charges. She didn't care about suing him for money at all, but they told her, her defense, I'm sorry, her attorneys told her that the best way that anything's actually going to happen to him is just to sue him yep. in civil court. So they think, well, I can't win anyway. I'm about to go up against this superstar who was, again, acquitted from child molestation and all that like they're they're thinking there's no way they can win so of course they're like well i want to i want i want him to feel some type of pain i want to get some type of justice so they settle which is exactly why it's called a settlement mm -hmm. and, and the idea of 
all of these young women also came from families who could have benefited from money. It just doesn't look good. Like if they were already in areas that were of low income, that they were already in schools that, that weren't, you know, Which the best. they were. He, he purposely, mm-hmm. he, he, he knew what he was doing. But it, it also resembles the Bill Cosby. Yeah. Where now, Bill Cosby, there were some white women. Mm-hmm. But I argue that it became a thing when there were white women on the roster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone was outraged when it became white women on the roster. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. R. Kelly still to this day denies these claims. Yes. Denies them to the utmost extent. And women, these women are being bashed. They're being called everything out of the book everything and the biggest thing that i saw at least online was people like well why are they coming forward now that is not true and that just goes to show that people don't understand they have been said there's articles on articles on articles there's also there's also things that if they're under age they're closed yep so court cases yep because because i've worked with juvenile youth if they have court cases whether it did not go all the way through or mm-hmm. someone actually won or they settled or whatever, they close it. Right. And I, I, they say they're supposed to open it once that child's 18. Yep. But most of the time, those, those cases never open. Right. So they're not out to the public. There were 70, y'all. 70. So for all those people who Somebody like, says something. That's Come what on. I'm saying. Come like, but dating back to 1991... 1991 was the very first one that was reported. So the fact that people are like, well, they're just now coming forward. No, that's that's not true. <laughs> they came forward and they were shut down because of this man and his status. Now, the issue that I have is this man did not do this alone. No. Which, <laughs> that's no. what we need to recognize more than no. anything because he, he can't read. Support. He can't. He doesn't write. Like, he literally, they, this is a known fact, Somebody's handling his accounts. Yes. Somebody's handling his travels. Somebody's handling getting these young girls in and out. Those people should be held accountable as well. Because if you see evil being done and you're not doing anything, that's a problem. Now, bring us but, to the next point. I'm going to say it. Bring us to the next point. The women, I'm sorry, the people who were managing, or who were literally his management were two white, white women, women who are still defending this man. They're not. They're not saying he's not guilty. That's or the he thing. Didn't That's the thing. Hold on. I don't. I don't want to move too quickly from that. Let's. Let's. Go ahead. Let's. Let's say that. So I only watched a few of the second one, mm-hmm. and this because I was. I was feeling heavy. Everything with 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 Ahmad Aubrey like that. It was just a lot. I felt heavy. These two white women and their sisters, I believe, right or cousins. They're related in some shape or form. Sisters. Okay. They were on the thing, and not one time did they say he did not rape them. They were Mm-mm. saying, if he did, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, is you can assume what the quote-unquote they're trying to say. But but they, they wouldn't answer the question of, like, mm-hmm. did he, though? Mm-hmm. They would legit, like, run around it. And you can hear it. They ran around the answer. They kept being like, I would never work for right. someone who did that. Right, right, right. But did he, though? Well, I would never. No, 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 no. It don't matter what you would be doing. No. Did he or did he not? If they wouldn't say yes, nor would they say no. They didn't even say no. The only reason that they were on there was to try and prove their innocence and the idea of, like, well, no, it, it couldn't have happened. Because, again, they're calling to have everyone looked at now. Yeah. Because y'all they were should. grown adults. 
who allowed this stuff to happen. So you're trying to clear your name by saying, and that's exactly what was perceived. You were trying to say, no, I wouldn't, I would have nothing to do with this stuff, but somebody had to, because again, this man did not do this alone. Yeah. Make it make sense. As a community, we need to be holding people accountable. Mm -hmm. We cannot, we cannot do this where it's not my business. I'm not saying anything. I'm keeping it to myself. No, we can no longer do that because we are harming people. We are harming people. We're allowing things or what to happens happen. happens in this house stays in this house. I've never no. believed that. I did not like that because, because think there, there are problems happening and we could nip that in the bud. What if, what if these girls received the, the care they needed? What if R. Kelly received the care he needed? Mm -hmm. The therapy? Maybe he had to do some restitution and pay some people. Maybe he needs to spend some time in prison, whatever. I also feel like the prison system, but whatever. Like, like nonetheless, like there, there could have been a whole process of, right. of healing from this. But because we chose to do nothing, mm -hmm. because nothing was done, because the people in it weren't valued. Mm -hmm. Also, I want to also acknowledge the reality of like we have seen many black men be persecuted who are innocent mm -hmm. and i know i remember hearing about that is like that's what it was everyone kept saying he's innocent mm -hmm. he's innocent but one thing i will say the closest people to him never said he was innocent mm -hmm. other than the people who worked for him mm -hmm. they they kept quiet jay-z didn't say nothing mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like the people who were who were the artists mm -hmm. they didn't say anything Right, you you said that Michelle Williams said something. It was on the documentary. Okay, it's on the documentary, but she didn't say nothing before that. None of these people said anything. You're complacent. You're a part of the problem. You should be. If that's your brother, if that's your people, even if that's not, like, come on. Mm -hmm. You should not be allowing ignorance to happen like that. Mm -hmm. But let's let's even going outside of artists that artists that he teamed up with. Let's look at your immediate team. So you had your childhood friends and, and your, your brothers and all that around you who knew you had this affliction, right? They knew you had this sickness, which your brother referred to it as that's your preference, which is a whole caveat Because then he said, I like older women. Like, that's, it's so strange and weird and sick. But in the idea, you had these men around you who were on this documentary who knew about your tapes, who knew about these young girls, who knew about these things, and they were grown men as well, and they never stepped in. Never said nothing. Those are the ones I'm referring to. Like, yeah, the artists, okay, cool. Y'all got your own stuff to handle, which in most cases, you artists have things going on in your own life, which I'm not saying that's okay, that's right, but like I'm focused more so on the people that are in that every day with you. Your personal assistant said that he saw some of the tapes. Your bodyguard saw some of the tape. They knew. Blind the woman in and out. That's what I'm saying. That right there, that needs to be held accountable. Even I'm blaming everybody. Even they the, all the, up the, in that house. They all in that recording studio. The, the, again, and they kept silent. The man can't read, so he ain't out here managing his accounts. He's not managing his money, y'all. He ain't doing it. Somebody has to be doing it for him. So, with that being said, transitioning into the next point of, of what I was going to say, as a black woman, we we are told that 
we have to grow up a little bit sooner because we're we're going to be exposed to some things early on in, in life that we need to just be prepared for. We're told that we have to have thicker skin. We're told that we need to just know like the the world doesn't care about us, mm-hmm. right? We're we're trained that way. So for us to have another black man manipulate, abuse both physically and emotionally that could be draining, right? And instead of us, us standing together like, no, we need to to cut this out. We have people who, like me, were like, no, you got to separate the art from the artist. But here's the thing. You can't do that. And this is the reason why. Because I went back and I'm looking at some of these songs and what his what his brothers and, th- and uh, other people, like his manager, were saying was every single song that he's ever wrote or dealt with like was real stories like in his life. So when I even go back to to Leah's album, AJ Nothing But a Number, girl was 15 years old. Now, if somebody is able to manipulate a young person like, "Oh, I'm going to be your mentor. I'm going to be this person that helps you with your career. I'm going to be this person to take you to the next level." Of course you're going to trust them. Of course you're going to be like, "Oh, okay." Let's see where this takes us, right? Obviously, he used his power for abuse. And unfortunately, that abuse came at the at the cost of a lot of young, brown-skinned little girls. And the fact that it went on so long not only says how America feels about us, but it says how our own people feel about us, that we don't matter and the idea of music is more important. This icon, we can't lose him. He's too valuable to us. I played Step in the Name of Love at my wedding. I can't let that go. Or I, I believe I can fly. Played that at my graduation. I can't let that go. But it's a problem in the idea of that every song that is played, that's more revenue in this man's pocket to go and continue to do the things that he was doing for so long, for 30 years. To and buy multiple for, homes yes. to have more girls in yes. these different homes. So with with even that caveat in, in itself, but one thing that also stood out to me is the idea as, as, as black women and girls, like we are told to always defend our black men. We are always, we are the first ones there rioting. We are the first ones there marching. We are the first ones there at any protest were the first ones blasting on social media but what I noticed but what I noticed specifically on the documentary was there were no black men prominent in the industry that spoke out and the The only one had you oh the only one you had was John Legend that was the and I was sitting there looking oh I'm sorry Charlemagne Charlemagne and he said another value but he was second one but I'm talking about the first one specifically the first one specifically. John Legend and Charlemagne. And Charlemagne. Now, and Charlemagne was on like the last episode, I want to say. I'm thinking all these people in the industry, all these people who have daughters, sisters, mothers, you know how much it would mean if you were to come out and say, this is wrong. This is not okay. Something needs to be done. Y'all were silent. Silent. And me being the curiosity cat that I am, I was like, I need to find out like who created this documentary. I need to find out who was reached out to and Oprah, all of that. When was Oprah, right? 
Um, I didn't see her first name. I saw Dream Hampton. But anyway, so I was looking at, through like the people she reached out to. She started naming some big names. Again, she she mentioned the the pioneers of music in the world. She mentioned like Quest Love and and all these different people. And their responses were either they didn't respond, or they said it was just too messy or too muddy. But that response right there is why it's continued to go on so long because nobody wants to get involved because it's it can get complicated it can get complicit let yet you have these young women who are going to be scarred for the rest of their life who can no longer have normal relationships with people normal encounters that we think make perfect sense to us and the idea of they can't look and talk to a man because they were trained not to they can't um uh embrace loved ones because they're used to not being able to talk to them like there's so many factors that have affected them moving forward in their life so where are are are, are the black men that are constantly supported constantly loved constantly fought for why why is that not reciprocated and i i want to put this on there that and i mean i know kim used it but i'm i'm against this this idea of it needs to hit home for me to understand mm-hmm. first off mm-hmm. i don't i personally don't need to help someone on the street because i see my brother in them mm-hmm. no i see that this is a human being who needs help who's on the right. street and i'm gonna do what i can and what i feel comfortable with but also there's a lot of times i feel uncomfortable doing certain things but i know this is what needs to be done i, th- I think the reality is is black men are you loving and cherishing the black women in your life but more importantly, do you actually showcase that by showing up for them, by rallying for them, mm-hmm. by supporting them, by encouraging them? Or are you just out here saying black girl magic on a hashtag when it's cute? Mm-hmm. Do you actually mean what you say? Are you actually doing the work? Are you actually going out there and fighting? Because we fight for you consistently. Faithfully. Consistently. Black Faithfully. Lives Matter started from three black women who was tired of seeing black men getting shot. Gunned down, pulled over for no reason. And, and three black women fearlessly created something and said, let's go march for our people. Let's go mm-hmm. protest. Let's put our lives on the line for them. Mm-hmm. That is what is consistently happening for black men by black women. Right. Yet black men, and I'm not saying all of y'all, because some of y'all really be out here shining for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> But where y'all at? Yeah, showing up for your sisters. Period. No questions asked. Showing up. Yeah. Like, why are y'all silent on a topic that's so serious and so for real? It could be your daughter. But music is more important. Because I've heard several people say, these are just gold diggers. They out here looking for a check. Do you know their story? Have you listened to it? Have you heard it? Have you seen the tears? Because I think if you have, if you have any humanity in you, if you had any compassion in you, you would at least second guess your opinion of them. You would at least be like, well, maybe they could be telling the truth because these stories can't all be this similar and these women don't even know each other. These women were silent. And here's the thing, and that's the beautiful, beautiful part of 
to show us the power that we have as people. Because, again, with Ahmad, they didn't make those they arrests because nothing. they saw the video. They did it because we saw the video and, we and were about upset. It. People but were the same stuff. with surviv yeah. surviving R. Kelly. But the reality is that, that things get done when you mobilize. Yes. But that has to start with you recognizing that this is important. Mm -hmm. That these girls matter. That they're important. That their lives matter. That the way they love and receive love matters. Mm -hmm. That the way their future generations, like that... Like, That's think about that. Y'all, this this affects the future generations. Mm -hmm. This affects their children, right? It's a heavy topic, and I know a lot of people don't don't like to talk about it, but it's a, com it's a conversation that has to be had. And again, I'm coming for, as the person, I was like, I don't want to watch this because I like his music. Like, I, I ain't trying to, like, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, feel this. But again, I didn't know the extent to... Everything that was shown, but that doesn't make it right. Being ignorant doesn't make everything blissful. I would encourage you, if you haven't seen the documentary or if you have biases against it, I, I would recommend watching it. I recommend praying for these girls because it's going to be a long road to recovery and healing and just moving forward. Thank you, Kim, for bringing this conversation. If you are a black woman or a black girl listening to this, I want you to know that I love you. You matter. Oh, that you're important. You that you're seen. You're I don't have to know your name to know that, like, that I'm thinking of you and praying for you. You're beautiful, and you you deserve love. Yes, you deserve the right. To, kind. You deserve to be more than just some side chick. Yep. You deserve to be more than just some girl laying in a bed you deserve to be more than just some baby mama yes you deserve to you deserve to be married if that's your choice you deserve to have the job you dreamt like you deserve big and great yep. don't fall to society's opinion stay strong baby stay strong just and then also if you already know that and you don't need to hear me say it then go and straight your camp crown go and say it to someone else <laughs> so that they know it but that's that. Peace.